This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Well, uh, this is probably not going to be just a one-time series, I have, or one-time sermon, I should say. I have so many notes on this, and I won't get through all of it today, but I want to talk about the Joshua generation. You can tell I grew up in the 80s and the 90s in the charismatic movement, right? But Michael goes, no, we're going to call it the Jesus generation, because Joshua is a picture of Jesus. Actually, Joshua and Jesus mean the same thing, pretty much, and It speaks in so many ways. Canaan is a picture of heaven. The wilderness is our life here on earth. And Egypt is our life in sin. So it really is, when we say the Joshua generation, it's the Jesus generation. How many of you guys feel that we are stepping into a new season of just what God is doing, it's beautiful. And we call ourselves Jesus people, but to be Jesus people, you have to follow the Lord your God with all of your heart. You have to obey his commands and you have to have a walk in faith and keep going after God. So we're gonna get right into it. And after we, um, this sermon is over, don't leave. We're gonna have communion and we're believing that God is going to heal his people, amen? All right, so turn to Numbers 13. We're gonna go to verse one and two, and then I'm gonna read verse 18 through 20. Numbers 13, one through two, and verse 18 through 20. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 tribes. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. It happened to be the season for harvesting the first ripe grapes. And then Numbers 13, 27 through 28, and verse 30 through 31. And we all know this story, but it's good just to read it. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces, but the people living there are powerful. So here God is showing them all the great things, now all the promises of the Lord, they're seeing it. The fruit is, is beautiful, it's a beautiful land, but here they go into doubt. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. This is what Caleb said. Let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had 
had explored the land with him disagreed. We cannot go up against them. They are stronger than we are. See, Caleb and Joshua saw the promises of the Lord. They knew if God was leading them, there is nothing too great for them. Remember all God did for them through Egypt. So they were focusing on Joshua, the other 10 men that went out as spies. They were looking at their circumstances. If you look at your circumstances, you are always going to be aware of your needs. But when you look to the Lord, you will always be aware of who he is. So they looked at this differently. And so when you have to take a mountain, how many of you guys need to take a mountain right now in some way or another? It could be family. It could be salvations for family. It could be so many things. Well, we all have mountains in our life that we have to take. So when you're going to take a mountain, the last thing you ever want to do is speak doubt into that situation. You even have to protect those that come around you at these times because their doubt can get on you. It can. Remember the disciples after they saw Jesus feed the the multitudes. Remember they listened to what the Pharisees were saying. And then after they saw this, they asked the Lord, where are we going to get our food? And remember what Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Basically, beware of their disbelief because disbelief is just as contagious as faith. You want to be around people that have faith that are gonna speak life over your circumstances. So here there are 10 men that were sent by Moses to speak faith, but instead they spoke doubt, but it just took two. I'll say that again. It just took two. It took two to stand up and say, no, 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 our God is bigger. You see the giants, we see the Lord. We see the Lord. It just took two. And I tell this to our students all the time, and I'll say it to you, and I would tell it to my children. It just takes one of you, just one laid down lover going after the things of Jesus. You can shake not only your region, you can shake the world. They did this not only for this generation, but for the generations to come. Just one of you. You just need one of you to say, I choose to follow the way of the Lord. So 10 doubted God and only two had faith. When the scouts spoke doubt, all the Israelites started crying and were filled with doubt and fear. That's why I just said, doubt and disbelief is so contagious. You have to be not only what you have to stand on and believe in, but it's what you say. Your words are powerful, we know this. It's what you speak. It's what you speak out. Anytime you hear any fear, if you deal with fear and you hear things overwhelming your mind saying, no, this will happen, you will fail, you have to speak out what God said. And you throw the word of God back at the enemy. You throw the word back. That's why it's so important to know the Bible. That's why it's so important. This is your, this is your sword right here. This is your sword. So they said, no, 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 we're not gonna look at those circumstances. Let's go to Numbers 14. I have a lot of scripture today. Is that good? Okay. Numbers 14, 1, and then 6 through 10. This is pretty intense (laughs) in a funny way. Then the whole community began weeping aloud. Can you imagine the scene? They're crying aloud. They cried all night. Not only did they cry right there, but they cried all night. They forgot how powerful the Lord was. 
This doubt of these 10 spies, they forgot how good their God was. So two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua and Caleb, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. Listen, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. See, your disobedience is looked at, it's a sin. So do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Do not be, someone in the back got that, thank you. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole, you would think that would make them change, right? But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. Again, it just takes two. It just takes one to shift an entire generation. We know the story. Those 10 spies weren't able, none of them, those that disbelieved the Lord, those that didn't have faith, they weren't able to go into the promised land. And God is wanting to take us, this Jesus people, into a new place, into a new season. There's so much good God has for us. But if we're gonna hold on to disbelief and doubt, we won't be able to walk into all that God has. There are great days ahead. The days ahead are not bad. They're not days to mourn and be sorrowful. It doesn't matter what is going on in the world right now. We have Jesus and he is bigger than all of these things. We have him. If you have him, you have everything. You laugh at death. You laugh at fear. You laugh at that because Jesus is bigger than it all. He's above all. And this is the season that I believe with all of my heart we are stepping into as a church, as a, as a family, and not just for Jesus' image, but this is for all of God's children. So are we gonna believe the word of the Lord? Are we gonna look at the circumstances? No, we're gonna choose to believe the word of the Lord and walk in faith every single day, no matter what comes our way, no matter what trials come, no, no matter what doubt comes in our mind, we choose to believe the Lord. Amen. He is above all. He is above all. He's above sickness. He's above fear. He's above marriage issues. He's above your children that are not serving the Lord. He is above your circumstances. He's above poverty. He's above it all. Anything you need, you can find in Him. He is faithful. He is faithful. His word is true. He cannot lie. He cannot. It goes against who he is. He is truth. Do you understand? It's not that just he speaks truth. He is truth. He cannot lie, and he wants to bless his children. But you're going to have to walk out in faith every single day. Every day, not just faith for a month. No, no, no. Every single day, you have to choose to believe, I'm going to walk this out and trust the Lord. What else can we hold on to? If you can't trust the Lord, who can you trust? If you can't trust the Word of God, what do you put your trust in? The news? Hmm. You can't, you can't do that. You have to trust the Lord. You have to put your trust in the Lord above your preachers or your pastors. You have to put your trust in the Lord above your leaders. 
Your trust goes in the Lord. He will never fail you. Men will fail you. Even your favorite pastor could fail you. I could fail you, but Jesus will never fail. He is faithful. He is so faithful and so worthy. This might have to be a three-part series. <laughs> I'm not going to get through. I'll keep it moving. Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. Now, Josh, I'll give you a little more time. Sorry. 34, verse 9. Now, Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. There's so much I could say about that, but there was an impartation here. There was an impartation. Joshua honored Moses and received an impartation from him. Something I love about my husband, I love about this movement is how we honor those that have paved a way before us. We need the fathers and the mothers of this generation. We need those people. They paved a way and Joshua honored that. Joshua didn't come in all high and mighty and say, now it's my turn. No, he honored Moses for what he did. And Moses was willing to be a father to Joshua and raise him up. There should be no competition in the kingdom, no competition between brothers and brothers and sisters and sisters and brothers and sisters and fathers and sons and mothers and daughters. We need each other. I hope my children do more for the Lord than me and Michael have ever accomplished. I hope our students do more for the Lord than we have accomplished. That's the beauty of the kingdom. And Joshua understood that. Joshua, just like so many other people, Elijah and Elisha, there's, we could go on and on about this, but they, they learned from those. And they, they didn't settle this, themselves short. They go, Moses took us here. It's my job to take us even farther. And we settle ourselves short sometimes. And God, the need is, God wants to do more because the need is greater. The hour is greater. I don't want to read about all the great revivalists just so I can read about it. I want to see even greater things. I want, and, and you should too. That should provoke you. These are testimonies. Testimony means, Lord, do it again. That's what a testimony means. That's why we, we share our stories and we see all that God has done because God wants to do it through you as well. That was weak. God wants to do it through you as well. He wants to use your life and you have to honor those that paved the way and you have to pick up that torch and keep going and go even further. We need each other in the kingdom. Unity, it's, we can't talk about unity. We have to live unity. We have to really live it, preferring one another over each other, preferring your brother and sister over yourself, championing one another, not being jealous, not being competitive, really loving one another and loving each other to see God fulfill the call of God in each other's lives. It's important. It's so vital, especially in the season that we're in. So things were caught, not taught. We say that at school all the time. You catch the vision when you serve. Moses, listen to this, Moses pioneered and Joshua followed in his footsteps and conquered. Without Joshua being obedient and full of faith, they never enter into the promised land. 
Without Moses leading the way, they never enter into the land. You understand, it took, they needed each other. And they were able together through God, through God's will to accomplish all it is that God had for them. There is beauty and inheritance. Let's go to Joshua 1, 3, 5 through 9. Now this is when the Lord established Joshua. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant, see he, he served. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on the land I have given you. See, Joshua had to choose to believe the promises of the Lord. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to the ancestors. Be, again, be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave to you. Listen, do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Are you guys hearing this, what the Lord is saying here? Study the book of instruction continually. Not once, not twice, not once a month. Always study it. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then, will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Again, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you. So many things to unpack there. Just in that passage alone, look how many times the Lord said, be strong and courageous. Even Joshua, I'm sure, had his moments of doubt. Who, who hasn't in this room? Who has in this room? We all doubt ourselves. We all doubt our ability. We all doubt our callings. We all do. Even, even Joshua did or the Lord wouldn't say it. God's not someone just to say words, just to say it. So you have to be strong and courageous and to do what God has called you to do. You have to walk in faith and trust in the Lord. Study the book of instructions continually basically saying, don't forget what you have been taught. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget all that the Lord has done. Sometimes we just need to remember, just need to remember in Deuteronomy, I was reading it yesterday, there's that passage where the Lord says, basically, this is the time to be careful when I start blessing you, when you're living in plenty. Don't forget me in those moments. 
We all cling to the Lord when we need him, but sometimes we forget him when he's blessing us and giving us favor. That's when you need him even more, in my opinion. That's your, the testing that can come in favor sometimes is even greater than the testing that's coming in trial. You, we have to cling to Jesus. We have to remember all that he has done. And that's why he told Joshua here, Read it continually. Meditate on it day and night. Remember what Moses taught you. Don't forget the price that he paid for you. Remember the instructions. Don't forget. And then you will prosper and take the land. You have to hold on to it. I even would take it a step further. Look back, write, read, read what you wrote even years ago. Look at, just think about, meditate on what God has brought you out of. Maybe yesterday. Maybe last week, maybe it was years ago, but God has done so much for every single one of us. How do I know that? But because you're here. You're sitting right here. God has done much in your life and you have to remember, remember all he has done so he can trust you to take you further in him. It's important to know without the Lord leading us, we won't be able to lead and accomplish what God has done for us. Leaders, if you're a minister in the room, if you're a leader in worship, I'd say this to myself as well. Let the Lord be the one to lead you. Don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of his timing either. There's protection and safety in the timing of the Lord. He is the leader. He is the shepherd. We are the sheep. We follow him and trust him. He has greater days ahead for you than you could ever dream up for yourself. I promise that. He is so, so faithful. Stay on the path. This goes back to the, the passage we just read. Stay on the path that the Lord has set for you. I'll say it another way. Stay faithful to your assignment. Stay faithful to your assignment in what God has called you to. Don't deviate from the right or to the left. Stay firm in what God has called you to. Joshua remembered those that went before him. Let's go to Joshua 1, 12 through 13. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land. Now Joshua, I'm sure, knew there was going to be battles ahead, right? but he was willing to walk this out because here he's saying, remember, we're going into a place of rest, not only for us, but for the generations beyond us. Remember what Moses has said. Remember, 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 remember. There's something on that. Remember all God has done. Don't look at the battles ahead. Look at we are coming into a place of rest. Amen? To go where God is taking you, you have to remember what he has said. Never forget and hold on to his promises. I love what Michael has always said. He goes, if you want to hear what God is saying, remember what he said. Remember what he said. How many times if you don't, if you don't steward what the Lord is doing in your life, I can only speak for myself, but I think we could all probably say we've, we've had this happen. If you're not being faithful in what God is saying and what he has said, you quickly forget. 
right? I forget if I'm not being faithful, if I'm not, if I'm not being faithful to my assignment, if I'm not stewarding what God is doing, if I'm not being faithful in my time with the Lord in the scriptures, it's like I forget what God is doing. I forget what God has done, but the way to open that up again, to open, maybe some of you are dreamers. Maybe God speaks to you in prophetic dreams or so many things, but you've, it's been shut down. And I'd say, Hold on to the Lord. You cling to him like never before, but remember, just remember, remember and ask God to open that up again and he will because he's faithful. Always remember what God has done. Joshua 1, 13 through 15. Again, Joshua saying, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you The Lord, your God, is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may remain here in the land. Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest." as he has given you rest until and until they too possess the land the Lord your God has given them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you. So a couple things. They were fully armed. They were not unprepared for the season they were going into. They were fully armed and ready. They were strong and ready. They were strong warriors, fully armed, and they were leaders to lead others and to go to the path that may not go, that others, I'm sorry, that many cannot go, you must be prepared and strong in the Lord. Well, how do you get strong in the Lord? Through this. (laughs) Through this. How do I get strong? Just, I don't feel strong. Keep praying, stay on your knees, keep reading the word of God. Because God has called us. We should be the leaders, right? We are the head, not the tail. We should be the ones proclaiming the Lord. We should be the one that the world says, I want what they have. We don't want what the world has. The world has nothing for you, nothing. The world should look to us and go, what do they have? That peace, that peace, that amazing peace. I want that. Well, to be a leader, you have to be fully armed and ready and strong like these men right here where they fought for each other. The verse said to stay with them until they too possess the land. Only then can you return to where God has assigned you. That assignment, like the one right now I feel like we're walking into, it required unity for that, for that reason. They had to stay united and fight for each other. It was bigger than them. This was gonna change their entire generation. Let's go to Joshua 2, 23 through 24. And I'm gonna end in a second because I wanna get ready for communion and I want you to prepare your hearts that God is gonna heal the sick today in Jesus' name. Joshua 2, 23 through 24. Then the two spies came down from the hill country. They crossed the Jordan River and reported to Joshua all that had had happened to them, all that had happened to them. The Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all of the people in the land are terrified at us. Remember what the spies said to Moses not too long ago? 
They were terrified, but now the spies are saying, the Lord is with us. This is what the Jesus generation does. They say, the Lord is with us. This is not about which generation is bolder or stronger. This is about us having faith and stepping out and believing for more than the generation before us. That's what that means. So now they have completely shifted everything. Now they're saying, yes, it's all those things that the Lord promised and we can do it with the Lord. We can do it and this is why this was a generation that was trusted to go into the promised land. This is the new wine for this generation. We have to go beyond what our fathers and mothers did. How many of you believe that God has called you to go beyond that? Yes, the hour is great. Jesus is coming back. We, I don't know the hour or time, but all I know are things are happening at an accelerated pace. I'm reading the Bible, and I'm going, oh my gosh. The days, it's great days are ahead, and that shouldn't fear, make you fearful. That should make you go, this is the greatest time for revival. I get to be alive in this moment. I get to be alive in this moment. I get to see the greatest days ahead. God is preparing his bride right now. He's preparing his church and this generation, and I pray the generations beyond us will go so much further because we'll plow the way, right? We'll plow the way for this generation. I want to end with this. Joshua 3, 1 through 5. Early the next morning, Joshua and all of the Israelite leaders left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, see, it was new. They will guide you. Follow the presence of the Lord. He will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer than Joshua told the people. Listen, purify yourselves for today, tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. So you have to live pure and holy lives because God is wanting to move right now on this generation. That's why they had to purify themselves because the Lord was doing great wonders. Early the next morning, there was no time to waste. There was no time to waste. They were on an assignment and they had to go. This was the time to go. They followed the Levitical priest. They followed the presence of the Lord. The Levitical priest carried the ark and they were the ones who ministered to the Lord. That has to be first in your life. If you're gonna go where God is calling you to go, you have to follow the Lord. He's got to be everything. You have to follow his presence, which is him. So they followed the Levitical priests. You cannot get ahead of the Lord. The scripture said they never traveled that way before. Again, the Lord is doing a new thing. I'll say that again. The Lord is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. Let him lead you. 
Joshua said, purify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. The Lord cannot use you for great things if you do not purify yourself. And we'll get into this next time I I preach on this, because there's so much more. This is just the beginning of, of, I mean, God just is, the revelation in this passage is just beyond. But remember, the priests had to step into the water, and then the water parted. They had to take a step they had to go. They had to trust the Lord. God is, is waiting for you to go. They had to take a step first by faith. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.